Welcome to Treasure in Earthen Vessels, where we seek to let the light of Jesus Christ shine through the cracks of our imperfect lives. We are your hosts, Aaliyah Gilbert and Candace Stevenson. Here at Treasure in Earthen Vessels, we desire that our lives and our homes reflect Christ, and we believe it is your desire as well. We all want peace and harmony at home. We want our friends and family to see a difference in our lives. We want to have a godly influence on our husbands, children, and friends. And we also want to be able to handle the difficulties of life. How can these things happen? Well, we know the answer is not in a list of rules or in a positive outlook on life. Rather, it is in a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. Join us today as we look into a few important truths for growing in our walk with the Lord. Foundational to growing in our relationship with the Lord is prioritizing time to spend in God's Word and in prayer. In my own life, I can remember distinctly when, as a 12-year-old girl, the Holy Spirit began working in my heart, convicting me of not building my own personal relationship with the Lord. From that point, I surrendered to the Lord and determined to daily read my Bible and pray. And that is a very good place to start. I've discovered over time that in seeking to prioritize time with the Lord, there's a delicate tension or balance that must be maintained between cultivating a daily habit and having a proper view of our devotions. But before we talk about that further, uh, Candace, maybe you could share a little bit of your experience in cultivating time with the Lord. I grew up with heavy emphasis on reading your Bible each and every morning, but it it really, even though I was a Christian from a young age, it did not come easily to me. Mm. I struggled with just feeling like it was so dry. I wasn't getting anything out of it. And it took me quite a while to get serious about it. And unfortunately, it really, it came about more so through trials than anything else. When difficult things would come, then that's when you're really looking like, okay, I've right. got to hear something from God, you know, because I'm just in this tough spot. I, I really, this isn't a place that I feel like, oh, I can really teach someone else how to do it because I did it so well. <laughs> I feel like I can say <laughs> of like doing so poorly at it and just yeah. seeing myself grow a lot, like how important it is um, when you are right. prioritizing not just the action. Because I did, I read my Bible every day, you know, growing up. Yeah. But there was just absolutely nothing that I was getting out of it. And mm. the Bible didn't change, you know, like it hasn't right. changed and started to <laughs> no. you know, be more alive. It's been how much I've been putting into it. So anyway, so I would, I honestly would say I was, I was out of high school. I was in college. And then even after college, I've just seen quite a bit of growth in that area. And it's been from a lot of trials and a lot of me seeking after God rather than just answers to prayer. It's just getting to know who God is. And when you start getting to know who he is, that's when you're really you get hungry for his word right. and it's yes. not a chore anymore. So I'd say that's the main thing as far as how it became such a priority to me was when I just realized that I had to have God. And then that mm. helped me really hone in and um, seek God more through his word. Yeah. And that is, we're kind of, we're going to hit on that, I think, a little heavier towards the end of this podcast episode, because that is so essential but starting out here, as we think about this, prioritizing our scripture and prayer time, because as you said, it's good to be able to read your Bible. And we, I was able to do that. I was able to create this daily habit. And that is important. 
we have a lot of scripture that addresses spending time with the Lord, seeking the Lord. Just to mention a few, you've got John 15, which is all about abiding in Christ. We're told to abide in Him. And uh, verse 7 mentions His Word abiding in us. Well, we've got to spend time in His Word for His Word to be in us. Uh, Another one is Psalm chapter 1. It's very well known. We're told that the man who is blessed, he doesn't follow the way of the wicked. Rather, he delights in the law of the Lord, and he meditates in his law day and night. Mm-hmm. And there are so many other passages that we can go to. Joshua 1.8, James 1.21-25, Colossians 3.16. Um, these mm-hmm. all point us to the importance of seeking God through his word. So mm-hmm. it's important. We need that daily time in his word. It's a good habit to make, but as you kind of mentioned Uh, there's a pitfall that we can fall into, right? Where we can focus too much on the habit. Like, I'm just checking off my list, you know? Um, Where it becomes this legalistic ritual for spirituality. I would definitely say that there are seasons in my life where I fall into that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's great. Yeah, I had this habit. and, And of course, I've never, I cannot say that Ever since I decided I was going to read my Bible every day, that I've read it every day. Um, right. But the habit's been there, but there's been days where it's just like, yep, checking off my list. I'm a good Christian because I, mm-hmm. I did this. It's a great danger, and we're going to talk about what we need to do. And you kind of mentioned that, and we'll get back to it, what, how we balance out that, the importance of making this a priority so that we do spend time with the Lord, uh, but not letting it become yeah. just the thing we do because we're good Christians and... Um, you know, how do you know if I'm godly? Well, I go to church and I read my mm-hmm. Bible and, you know, right. all these kind of things. Yep. But before we get into talking about that balance and, and a proper view of our devotions, I'd like to share a little bit of things that have influenced our own walks uh, with the Lord. So Candace, maybe you can get us going on that. What are some things that the Lord has used in your own life in this way? Uh, well, definitely... Lots of sermons, anytime that it's preached on, you know, the Lord just always convicts me because it's, you know, we always feel like, oh, we're doing the Lord such a service to come and read his word. But he's just saying, I want you to come to me and have this relationship with me. So I'm always convicted through any time that there's preaching on prayer or preaching on um, being in God's word and gleaning from it. So I'm, I'm always helped by sermons on it, some books that I have found very helpful are uh, Praying the Bible by Donald S. Whitney. Mm -hmm. And that just changes how you read the Bible. It becomes very personal when you go through and you're praying back to God the words that you were just reading. So he's talking to you through these words and then you're praying them back to him. You know, and it's just, it's beautiful and it's been so Mm -hmm. helpful for me. Um, Another book is A Place of Quiet Rest. And that's by Nancy Lee DeMoss. Yes. Um, And that's just talking about creating that intimacy with God through your daily devotional life. Um, So that one is a very helpful. I I really like her as an author. She does a good job. She really Um, does. Some other things um, I have, our church gives out Bible reading calendars. Um, and we, I always tried this as a young person, and I just struggled so much with it. Um, but the one that I've landed on that has really helped me is from Master's Line. And anyways, it's, it's the whole year. Um, it's like a calendar set up. And every day 
it has written out what passages you're reading from. So you read from the Old Testament, you read from Psalms, you read a Proverbs a day, and then you're reading in the New Testament. And that might sound like crazy amount for some people, but it, yeah. I just don't like to read like 12 chapters in Genesis, you know, and then the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, right. I it's, need variety. It's, it mixes it up, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So that for me has really helped me have that, you know, you're keeping track. Because I think if you're not keeping track, you're, you're going to miss certain parts of the Bible. You're going to automatically mm-hmm. maybe not want to read, you know, Jonah or Hosea or Joel or, you know, you'll just right. skip some. Yes. Um, and then the other thing that kind of recently been doing is as I'm reading, I'm looking for one thing from every single chapter that I read to like underline. And so I'm just, that helps just keep my mind engaged because it's so easy to wander. So yeah. it helps me as I'm reading and, you know, I'm like, what is the Lord talking to me about? What's he saying to me? What jumps out? You know, and then I underline that and then I'm thinking about it. And it, and if it, if I feel like I should, then I'll write something like in the margin of my Bible um, to jot that down. And then the other thing that I love doing is to write out scripture verses. And I'm not saying that I do all these things every single day because I really don't want anyone to come away <laughs> with the impression that I'm like some super Christian that's just, you know, I'm amazing. Yeah, I'm getting convicted already. You know? Yeah. See, I don't <laughs> no. want to be like, this is so no. wonderful. I'm just saying when I do these things, I'm like yes. consistently blessed by it. And then um, I also have a little, very thin little prayer journal that is actually so thin I can of my Bible. So that way when I'm done with uh, my Bible reading, I can pull that out and each day it has a different category. So one family, one day is maybe friends, one day is um, you're praying specifically for people in ministry or uh, people in the government. So it's it's divided up because I used to feel so overwhelmed by all the prayer requests that we, you know, you have like so many, but this really helped me keep it on a specific thought every morning. And I, for whatever reason, I've always neglected the prayer time and I know it's because it is a spiritual labor and a work yes and a lot of times we're talking about oh I just felt like my prayers were going to the ceiling and I think that really is because that is where they were going we weren't praying to God you know Mm. we were just saying all these words because we're like oh I do need to pray yeah it's so much easier to just be able to open your bible and read it's it's right I mean obviously if you really want to grow you need to study but it is very easy yeah. just to sit down and read yeah. and then to kind of, like you said, do this bless us today, Lord, kind of yeah. praying. And yeah, I totally, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So those, those are just some of them. I mean, there's more things for sure, but those are things that, that have definitely helped me to grow in that area. Yes. Yeah. I have done, I don't know if it's the same people, but I have done a reading the Bible through the year program as well. Our church would put those out. And I really, I love that because you're reading the whole Bible. So you're getting everything, but it's like you said, it's broken down. So you've got some in the Mm -hmm. Old Testament, some in the New Testament, some in the Psalms and so forth. And it's just, it's really great for getting that whole picture of the Bible. Yeah, because we Um, need the whole council. Yeah, exactly. And then I've also used all kinds of different daily devotional book. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of things out there. And those have really been helpful because it helps. It's helpful at times to just get a snippet, you know, yeah. focus in on a topic and 
dwell on that. And so I love those daily devotional books because of that. And then one of the big things that has affected my life started when I was a teenager. I read a book by Joanna Weaver. The book is called Having a Merry Spirit. And the Lord used that book in my life in a lot of ways. But in particular, that applies to this topic, it fueled an interest into the life of Mary, who's the sister of Martha and Lazarus. And I've come to just really love their stories of them in the Bible. And there's only three times that they are mentioned, three specific stories of them. But it's so interesting that when you see Mary, she's always sitting at the feet of Jesus. At first, she's just sitting at his feet, learning from him. And at that time, Jesus said that one thing is needful, which is referring to spending time at his feet, learning from him. And that is exactly what Mary was doing. Of course, we've already kind of talked about prioritizing devotions. But next you see when Mary's at Jesus' feet, it's in a time of anguish and sorrow. And you kind of mentioned that a little bit. When Lazarus is sick and he dies, that just devastated Mary and Martha. Jesus wasn't there. When Jesus does come, eventually Mary is at his feet, pouring out her heart to him. Lord, why weren't you there? If you were there, you you, you could have healed him. And you see this, maybe at first there was a little bit of reluctance because she stayed back at the house when she heard, but eventually she came and she recognized that she had to fall at the Lord's feet and during this time of trial, this difficult time. Yeah. And that's a great thing for us to learn that when we're hurting, we've got to go to Jesus' feet. And then the last time, that we see Mary at Jesus' feet is when she's pouring out precious ointment to worship him in, in, in adoration of him. I think Mary might have been the only person who actually understood what was about to happen to Jesus. Mm. And she wanted to do this for him. What I see in these is three areas of why, that, why we should spend time with the Lord. And these aren't the only three, but these are main things of we want to learn from him. We need him, particularly in times of trouble. He's there for us. And of course, in worship and in adoration of him. Mm. And that kind of leads into the this last part of our topic, talking about our perspective of God, our view of God in relation to why we have our devotions. And you were hitting at that earlier about... It's a beautiful invitation yes. to us. You know, come to me. Exactly. I think a large part of why our devotions become real ritualistic is because we lose our perspective on who God is mm -hmm. and why we have our devotions in the first place. Yeah. I looked up a few verses. I just want to read a, a few verses that helps us think about God. Psalm 104 verses 1 through 4 say, Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty, who covers thyself with light as with a garment, who stretchest out the heavens like a curtain, who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, who maketh the clouds his chariot, who walketh upon the wings of the wind. And then Psalm 113, 5 and 6 say, Who is like unto the Lord our God, who dwelleth on high, who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth? We serve such a great God. And you know, we have to remember that from the beginning, God created us for his own glory and pleasure, and so that he could have a relationship with us. You know, our sin never changed that desire in God's heart. In yeah. fact, it only emphasized that great love of God for us. It showed us yeah. how great love he had, how great lengths he would go to to restore a right relationship with him. Yeah. You know, we love him because he first loved us. 
Mm-hmm. You know, God has initiated a loving relationship with us. He wants us. And often I have to wonder, you know, do we recognize that? And are we truly responding to his love? If we can see him for who he is and what he's done for us, it should compel us to want to get to know him better. Yes. Yeah. I love the verse that says that God would draw all men to himself. And I know that's um, in that reference, you know, specifically speaking about salvation, how he's working and drawing. Um, But even after salvation, God, he's drawing us. He's working in our lives. He's pursuing after us. You know, he's he's not ever done. He's not ever satisfied with the level of our relationship. He always wants it to grow deeper. And that's, you can, you could never you know, explore the deepness of God, you know, there's always something to learn about him and from him. And so it, when you look at it like that, it's not boring. It's exciting. Right. Because you're looking for God in his word. You know, you're looking for him in his pages. Exactly. And I always feel challenged by the verse in Psalm chapter 42 that talks about hope thou in God. And I remember my pastor specifically preaching on, it doesn't say hope in what God can do for you. And it was just, it brought mm-hmm. me to that realization of like, wow, I've got to get my eyes off of, well, if I'm a good Christian and I read my Bible and I pray, God's yeah. going to answer my prayers and do what I want and just right. go to, God, I just want to know you. I want to be close to you. I want to be, you know, the, your intimate friend. You know, like Abraham's called the friend of God. Like, yes. Man, what would it be like to be called that, Candace, the friend of God? You know, and so yeah, just well. bringing it to that place of it has to be about God. It can't be like you were talking about. It can't be this legalistic thing because that's about us being good Christians. Right. Um, it has to. It can't be about what he can do for us. It has to be about God. Definitely. And uh, there's certainly so much more that we could say about this. Yes. We could just go on, but we'll have to save that for another episode. Yes. So, until next time, thank you for joining us on Treasure in Earthen Vessels.